the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm just, uh, not so cold, but rainy day. Happy New Year. I wish all of you a happy and healthy New Year. Um, this is our first show for 2019, and it's great to be back. Uh, well, it was warmer in Florida, but <laughs> still great to be back in New York. There's no place like New York. Uh, my co-host, Jerry Feeney, is traveling this week. I believe he's in the Amazon somewhere. Wow. But my friend and vice president of Citizens Bank is with us, as always, today, Ace Watasupar. Ace is the vice president of Citizens Bank, and he's the go-to guy for anything that has to do with mortgages or money or refinances. He is here to answer your questions and offer advice, so please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Good morning, Dottie, and Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Happy New Year. It's kind of like, hey, yeah. it's the start of, and I have a good feeling about 2019 in my gut. Yeah. Um, before I start the show, we have a great show, but it's only 90 minutes so that if you have um, any questions, you need to get them in early. Uh, but before I start the show, I, I'd just like to take a moment to say that uh, in the New York real estate business, Faith Hope Consuelo, who passed away last week, uh, who was the chairman of Douglas Elliman's retail division and was known, I mean, she was an icon. She was known as the business, in the business, I mean, she's been in the business forever, as the queen of retail. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just knew retail like no one knew it. Um, she was an icon. And for those of us who were lucky enough to know her, she was big-hearted, smart, positive, and her slogan was, you've got to have faith. <laughs> she had so much energy, Dottie. She was a she sweetheart. Did. So the entire real estate community is saddened by her passing. So we just wanted to take a moment to say we all miss you, Faith, and you'll always be in our hearts. And you certainly will always be an icon in the New York real estate business uh, commercial. And with saying that, I have a heartwarming story about a bank, and you don't hear this very often, But Citizens Bank backing affordable housing projects in a town of Geneva, New York, and Citizens Bank is providing financial backing for the $18.5 million project. Work has begun on an 88-unit affordable housing project in the town of Geneva in the Finger Lakes in New York State. The project includes supportive senior units and apartments for families with lower household incomes. Since 2013, Citizens Bank Community Development Group has committed more than $2 B 
billion, and that's $2 billion, in loans and investments to support the development and rehabilitation of affordable housing units and economic revitalization activities. So I want to say hats off to Citizens Bank. Uh, they are the best to go to for anything you need, finance, money, mortgage, but they also are really a company with a heart and give back, and I think that's so important. Um, it's not just about the money. And as I said, they're big, but when, you, when you're with them or you're with Ace or anybody at Citizens, you're the only person that you're, you feel like you're the only person that they know. They really spend the time. So thank you, Citizens Bank, and Happy New Year. Our show, as I said, will end 30 minutes earlier this week because of the Syracuse game. But we've got a great guest who will be with us at 11 a.m., the wonderful and she's charming and beautiful Lynn White, who many of you know from WNBC, where she's been a political and real estate pundit for seven years. She's also had her own shows on TV and radio. Lynn is a delightful conversationalist, and if you stay tuned, I promise you'll enjoy her. She's great. I always tell you what happened on this day. So on this day in 1914, which is a while ago, Henry Ford introduces $5 a day wages for all his Ford workers. So that was a big Mm. amount of money. Yeah. Okay? Especially back then. Yeah. And when asked why, he said he wanted his Ford workers to earn enough to be able to afford to buy a Ford car. Well, that makes sense, right? Well, he was helping his workers, but he was also helping his business because (laughs) the more that his workers had Ford cars, the more you'd see them, and that'd be like little billboards running around, riding around. So, uh, and again, if you were born on the 5th of January, you're a Capricorn, and you are resourceful and easily overcome obstacles in life. If today is your birthday, you share it with Diane Keaton, who I think is a fabulous actress, who actually turned 72 today, and she's had no work done. She proudly tells you she hasn't had one thing done to herself, and she proudly, I think she still looks looks great. Okay, so hats off to her, and happy birthday to anyone whose birthday today is, and Diane Keaton. Um. I wanted to give you uh, some talking points. I mean, we did our market reports for uh, – I actually kind of did them nationally, or, and I also did them for New York. I, Jonathan Miller obviously does them for Douglas Elliman. So I took kind of a combination of what he did. And nationally, uh, the market going uh, – 2019, the real estate market uh, should be, will be characterized basically by slow and steady. Um, But it looks like it's going to be a buyer's market, which for those of you who are sellers, you need to think about if you get a good offer, take it, okay, unless you feel like waiting till the cycle changes, Uh, because it doesn't mean you're going to give your home away, but it is a buyer's market. And if you're a buyer, really, that's kind of the best time to buy is now. I mean, yeah. Affordability, you know, affordability issues will be a top concern going into 2019. And although increase, you know, although we're expected to increase, I mean, sales prices will increase, maybe three, five percent, up to that. You know, and again, depending on what part of the country you live in, um, affordability is not going to hinge on someone lowering their price. It's really going to hinge on the rise of wages, which we just had the report yesterday, which yeah. was 
beyond expectations. That's really good. Yeah. Not only that, the jobs increased, but the amount, the pay, the wages, in, yes. you know, the so that's all a great sign. And I think ASA, we heard from the, that they're going to raise interest rates, but not off you know, the wall. You know, it's funny. Right now, the 30-year fixed rate, it's right around four and a quarter. So we It is seeing, four and a quarter. We were seeing it close to 5% before. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess there's, I, I, you know, I, I, it's tricky, and I guess they don't mm-hmm. want to, the, the economy is really coming back, and I think they want to be careful about yeah. how they, when they raise them and how they raise them so that they don't, so they give everyone a time to take a deep breath and get back in the, you know, in the, the, the economy is looking good. Yeah. Uh, millennials will be the largest demographic, and they will continue to buy regardless of rising rates they because uh, they're in it. Millennials, um, the group, the a- the average age in the group is 29. So those will be kind of first-time buyers. Um, and they will struggle a little with affordability, but they're going to call up Ace and Citizens Bank, and we're going to get them a mortgage. That's no it. problem, yeah. unless their credit's not good. And in that case, Ace will get the credit expert, Dan, will fix them Dan, up. Dan, the man, will uh, take care of them. And then we'll send them okay, <laughs> out to get the house. Older millennials that are like 34 and 35 are, are, and want to move up will have many opportunities in the mid to upper prices because the hardest market to get into nationally is the entry-level market. There's always the most people yeah. at the bottom of the market trying to get in. Nationally, and again, I'm not talking any specific region. I'm talking nationally. Um, home sales will be flat or decline. I would say basically flat. They say decline by 1%, and I don't really consider that much of anything. So flat. Now, that means in some areas it'll go up more, in some areas it'll go down more. But I think we're going to see, at least for the first six to seven months, another year like we saw last year, a little bit easier because a little more inventory. Uh, And I think another thing is uh, at the high end, you know, we have to see how the tax, uh, you know, know, the deductions that you can't, deduct in some of the states in the Northeast, I think, what is it, 10,000 you can yeah, deduct 10, up to? Um, if, if that's really had an effect. I mean, I think last year was too early to call. So we're going to see. Um, but inventory troubles will ease a bit. We should have not a lot of inventory, but more. And that's a good, especially for move-up buyers, because a lot of times you wanted to sell that first home and move up, but there was nothing to buy. Nothing available, yeah. Home appreciation, as I said, will be flat to two up to about 3%. So if you are a seller, one must price, you have to price realistically. And I would suggest since millennials are going to probably be about 45% of the buyers throughout the country, and they don't like to fix up. They like it fixed up already. (laughs) Okay? So, you know, years ago, you could get the, you know, the people would say, hey, you know, this will... Walk this house needs a new kitchen, it needs a new bathroom. We'll do a little at a time. We'll come in, we'll have enough money to do the bathroom first, then we'll do the kitchen. Well, the millennials don't really want that. They want it done. So I advise you if your house is for sale, not that you should spend millions of dollars, but at least paint it, clean it, uh, fix up what you can to make it show in the best possible way and uh, to show that you don't need a lot, a lot of work. And if you do need a lot of work, then you're going to have a handyman special, mm-hmm. which will severely be discounted. So um, in New York specifically, the median sales price, which is kind of the middle 
I mean, if you take the top highest stuff off and the lowest stuff, the median sales price slipped to, um, about 5.8% to um, a little under a million dollars for the first time in three years. So now, is that good or bad? I think you would say that New York's on a reset. Mm-hmm. I, it's, a, it's a steady market. It really went up, especially in the high end, a lot of new development. And people are still buying, but they're not going to go crazy and bid up. You're not going to see the bidding wars the way you did. Uh, but it's a great time to make a deal. Yeah. Uh, price per square foot actually rose um, to sixteen um, eighty four, which is about 4.8% up. Now, the average sales price, not the median, the average sales price roughly uh, rose to 3.5% to a million nine. Now, don't think you have to have a million nine to buy in New York, but that's adding new developments and buildings and things that went for 20 million, 30 million. Um, and I think, I know there's a lot of controversy about Amazon, but I think that it's a good thing for the economy um, in New York. However, for those of you who live in Long Island City and you're hearing how prices are going up, houses are going up, rents are going up, remember, Amazon plans, I believe, to bring 25,000 workers, and a lot of them, and there, a lot of them will make 150 or more. Their minimum wage will be $25 an hour. However, they're bringing 700 this year. It's over the next 10 years. Yeah. So it's a good place to buy, but... Maybe you won't get rich overnight. It's something you might want to hold, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? It's a it's a long term it's a long term play. Um, right. Again, you know they're they're expecting anyone investing in LIC to possibly twenty times their investment down the line, not not right, right away. So, so what I'm saying is, yeah. for those of you who have your house on the market, I mean, don't overprice it at this moment. Exactly. Okay. Because remember, they're only bringing seven hundred workers to start. It's over ten years. 10 years. So you might want to keep it, your house, and not sell it. Or if you buy something as far as an investment, it's a long-term investment. So keep that in mind. I found, um, I I really found this, something very interesting. And I think that it says that eight men, I forgot where I read this, but eight men now control as much wealth as the world's poorest 3.6 billion people. Um, And, oh, this was a report from Oxfam International. It says Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Carlos Slim, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Ellison, Michael Bloomberg, and Amicio Ortega collectively are worth $426 billion dollars. Um, the release of this group's annual... Well, I, I guess they're trying to say how unequal the world is. Uh, the Oxford Report said that the richest 1% has owned more wealth than the rest of the planet since 2015. So though, so I, I think what they're saying is that these men own more than the rest, you know, have more wealth than the whole planet, basically, or the rest. In the U.S., the richest 1% control, in the U.S. now, the richest 1% control, 42% of the wealth. Dottie, how much do you think Bill Gates, Bill Gates make, um, makes uh-huh. per day? 
I can't even think. It's 33 million a day. 33 million a day. Okay. So let me ask you. If you had 33 million a day, oh boy. what would you do with it? I mean, if you have any ideas, call us up at 866-970-9622. Give us a call. Okay. What would you do with 33? I can't even imagine what I would do with it. I mean, I, I can't even imagine spending it. I mean, how do you spend that in a day? But I do hear that he gives it, uh, he gives it to a lot of charitable. And Warren Buffett, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, um, I'm sure his children are taken care of nicely. <laughs> but he's left everything at, you know, when he dies yeah. to charities. I mean, charities. He, he's really, I mean, you know, I don't think he's left his kids poor. But he's really left it all. So he's done a lot of good. They, I don't think that this report tells you that. But, uh, you know, a lot of these people do. Now, listen to this. There's also a gender disparity. Of the $1,810,000 million billionaires, I think there's 1,800. About there's about 18, I think in the, there's about 1,800 billionaires around the world, not, not just the U.S. Guess how many are men? What percentage? Take a guess. You know it's going to be <laughs> on the <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be on the high side. Yeah. So that's an easy guess. Okay. 89% are men. Wow. Now, women, I don't expect that to change overnight, but I'm going to do everything I can to help women get back in the ballpark and, you know, make the money men can. I think, but I do think a lot to do, a lot to do with why women make less has to do with child children because when you have children you kind of make a decision and even if you work uh, it's really hard to really keep on going up that ladder and have those demands when you're working unless you really have a good person to help nanny or take care of you and that's a lot of money uh, but the, that's a big gender difference so um, I think we're going to try to at least make it a little bit less. Well, Dottie, you're paving the way, so. Yeah, I try. You know? I try. Now, I know you're not going to guess this, but I'll ask anyway, Ace. Yes. What do you think was the hottest housing market in 2018? Ooh. Now, it's got a name that might be appealing to some. Okay. I'm giving you a hint. To some people who, well, okay. <laughs> I'll give it to you because you're, you're not going to guess this. The hottest housing market in 2018 was, like this name, Sin City. Sin City. Sin City um, was the hottest housing market in 2018 based on home price growth. It became a place where people want to live, not just play. So, you know, this is in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas has benefited from the high cost of homes and generally the high cost of living in Southern California because it's so high in Southern California. A lot of people move to Vegas because it's next door and it's much cheaper. And while Vegas home prices have skyrocketed this past year, the Southern Nevada city is still among one of the cheaper metropolitan areas to live in the United States. So how do you like, I mean, you know, it's a good, and I kind of got a ring to it. Where do you live? I, I live in Sin City. Yeah, the Raiders are coming out there too, football yeah. team. So. so people are going to Vegas. We've been seeing major job creations, diversification of industries, um, and all those things lead to a perfect storm. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes, Daddy. you better believe that. We're going to continue with 
the hottest places right after our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And as I said, we have a a shortened show today. So if you want to call us, you need to call us soon. And if you just want to relax or just send us an email, you certainly can do that also, as people do. But I was talking about Vegas and uh, I said that Sun, uh, Sin City, which is kind of a neat name, like I live in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Well, do you sin? Sure, I do. Uh, that really, that was the top housing, the hottest housing market for 2018. And um, Kay Schiller put a thing together, and they said that Vegas posted a 13.5% year-over-year increase in September. Now that's a wow. big increase, yeah. and considering that, and the prices aren't expensive there. Now, do I think you should go invest in Vegas if you're not living there or close or have someone to watch it? No, but you know, there's a lot of places that if you have someone watching it, that really you wouldn't think are cheap to get into, and you can really make money. And um, you know, with the market that's going a little bit crazy, it was up yesterday, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's because the interest rates, so I think some, they said, well, we're not going to go crazy with them at all. And uh, the jobs were good. You know, it's kind of a roller coaster ride. It is. And sometimes people just don't know what to do and do nothing. And so uh, all I can tell you is that, especially if you're getting into the market for the first time, it's a good time to get in. Yeah. It really is a good time to get in. And it's a good time if you're moving up. And you probably can make, not, you're not going to steal, but you can make some good deals now because a lot of people are on hold, wait and see. And when everything clears up, then everybody goes back, and then there's a lot more competition. And I think you're seeing sellers a lot more. Um, I think they're coming coming back to reality, and they're not as hesitant to you know, really lower their price or, or price their homes correctly. So, Yeah, well, you have to now. And to. I think I, I think I read Jonathan Miller on one of his things said that it takes two years for a seller to adjust to new prices because let's say their neighbor sold two years ago when the prices were a bit higher, then you know they're still in that market and it takes them a while to say okay this is the market now I'm still making money I'm just not making a little bit less money than I would have made if I sold a year or two ago. But, you know, everything is relative. You'll, then you'll buy for something for cheaper. Uh, anyhow, speaking of Vegas, the average sales price in Vegas is 294000 And um, that's why you're getting a lot of people moving from California to Vegas because it's next door mm-hmm. and it's a lot cheaper. I wanted to give you some of the – this was from Architectural Digest. I thought you'd get the interesting – and uh, 2018, we saw some of the priciest celebrity homes purchased and unexpected real estate musical shares. So the biggest sales, well, Bruce Willis, everyone knows who Bruce Willis is, kind of still good looking. Um, his 8,400 square foot Idaho ranch sold for $5.5 million after it only took him seven years. 
Okay, after seven years on the market, making it the biggest residential sale ever. And I don't know where Haley, Idaho. I know where Idaho is, but I don't know where Haley is. But I guess it takes seven years to sell a five million dollar house there. I mean, five I million guess, sounds sounds really expensive for Idaho now. Yeah, yeah. So it took him seven years. So he was patient, though, yeah. and he finally sold it. Yeah. Uh, football slight start. Eli Manning similarly broke real estate records when he sold his $3.5 million Hoboken, New Jersey condo in April, the most expensive residential sale in the city to date. Probably a New York Giants fan. The biggest profits, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg sold her Pacific Palisades home for $8.8 million, and she purchased it for $2.5 million in 1993. So she made a nice piece of change. Her. Uh, David and Victoria Beckman sold their six-bedroom, ten-bathroom Beverly Hills mansion for $33 million in October, and they netted a profit considering they paid $18.2 million um, for the property. So they wow. made—okay, um, they put down—that's what they did. So 33 and 18, I mean, they, they made a good profit. Matt Lauer sold his Upper East Side apartment for more than his asking price of $7.35 million. So they bid over his asking price. Uh, now, these are people who didn't do quite as well. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel's penthouse that he purchased for $6.5 million back in 2010, he's now asking $6.35. So he's asking for less than he paid. I think he could afford the loss, don't yeah. you? Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady similarly had to drop the asking price on their Sky High Man- Madison Square Park apartment from 17.2 to 13, well, almost 14 million. So that's a $3 million drop. What a deal. Yeah. Those of you who are interested. I mean, you'll have to look around. Everything is timing. Douglas Hill. Elman Real Estate represented Bing Crosby's house in in in, in Rancho, um, actually out in California. The home's most famous guests were Marilyn Monroe and John F. Kennedy. It's a two-bedroom attached casino. It has been nicknamed the JFK Wing in the in Kennedy's honor. And um, according to Elman in California, our uh, Elman agents, they say it's valued at seven times the median home price in the same zip code. Well, if you want to have talking points and say that you lived in the house at JFK and Marilyn Monroe, I mean, it's a good thing. Um, And actually, Knight Frank, which is our um, European affiliate, reported uh, that 153 properties in six cities Ultra-prime category sold for a combined total of $6.6 billion in the last year. Hong Kong led the world in sales over $25 million. Okay? So it was Hong Kong who led the world in sales over... So they had the most sales over $25 million. And um, then that was followed by New York and then London. And usually London was... Ahead of New York. Ahead of New York. New York kind of took it over as far as prices. Combined transaction levels in New York, London, and Hong Kong have increased by 12% in the last two years, with growth predicted to continue in that level. 
And um, see, ultimately, if you think about it, you've got one market per world region, and those are financial centers. And uh, they, the, they, the Bailey, who's one of uh, the consultants who does all the research for Knight Frank, and he's like a genius in my yeah, opinion. So smart. Yeah, he is. He said, I know. He's smart as a whip. He identified 129 million people um, on the planet, 129, yeah, thousand people on the planet with more than 50 million investable assets in 2017. So there's a lot of money. And I guess what everyone is trying to uh, portray is the world is unequal. And of course, I don't, just a political opinion, I don't think you want socialism where you can't get ahead. Um, but I think hopefully with the job market opening up and opportunities um, opening up. And, and, you know, college is not, I mean, I believe in college, but a lot of the vocational jobs, there's no one to fill them anymore. <laughs> so, and a college degree doesn't get you too much these days. It's like you went to high school. So, you know, when you're looking for a job or <clears throat> you're talking to your children about what they should do, kind of look up what things are needed in the world we live in today. It's a very different world today, and different skills are needed. The top end of New York's market increased. Listen to this. The top end. Now, even though we're down, you know, you hear about New York, you know, as far as the high end is down. Well, the reason it's down a little bit is it increased by 50% between 2015 and 2017. So now, because it increased so much, so quickly, it's now kind of steady and holding, and you could try to make a deal. So I just thought that was all interesting news and that you should know what's going on in the world. I told you about Amazon. It's 25,000 jobs with an average salary over $150,000. That's great for Queens. It's also great for the boroughs because any place, it's, it's going to be an overflow. Uh, so there's a lot of conflict about traffic and all of that stuff. There's people that say, oh, he, they gave up too much incentive. Yeah, I think they gave them, what is it, $3 billion of tax incentives. Yeah. But somebody else would have. So, um, again, time will tell, but I think it's really going to be a good thing for New York. It's going to bring a lot of uh, that industry and warp to follow. Do we have a break? New York's first, and those of you who are seniors, New York's first senior housing uh, for LGBT is to open in Fort Greene. And it's going to be a, a luxury senior housing project, and it's the first one. Let me see what I can get in before the break. There's a real estate boom in Coney Island. Okay, I mean, it's starting to really pick up. Uh, Lots going on there. I think the Bronx. The Bronx is coming oh. up. Riverdale, Unbelievable. Fordham. Yeah. So one day we should uh, really talk about places. And again, you still have to do your homework. And it doesn't mean everything in that area is priced right. But there's really, if you go around and you really want to find value, you can do it. Uh, you just need a good broker from Douglas Elliman. Yeah. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Um, we're back. 
have a good show. We're expecting Lynn White. But I have a just for a, a laugh, uh, you know, you, you think about the USA and it's, I always say, listen, be glad that you live here. You know, I'm glad to be an American. Uh, but this is a funny thing and this is a real story. In Moscow, uh, there's real estate fraud and it, they prey on – and there's a lot of real estate fraud going on. It's rampant and it preys on sanity. So listen to this. In Moscow, in Russia, a certificate of sanity from a psychologist is a must-have when shopping for property in the Russian capital. So you need, in case you want to buy there, ace. You can't be in the cuckoo house? You need a certificate of sanity. Sanity. Proof of sanity is just as essential as obtaining proof of purchase in Moscow's fraud-prone real estate housing market. Okay, and since Soviet-era laws... Historically favor homeowners, sellers can undo a home sale. Let's say so if you're a seller, you can undo a home sale by claiming that you were drunk or you were temporarily insane. Hmm. Okay? A practice that's becoming mainstream for many fraudulent plots in the Moscow real estate market. And that's a story that I found in the Times, so I suspect the Times is accurate and they're reporting on that. Um, In one scheme, homeowners and real estate agents would sell the house— pocket the payments, and then claim the seller was temporarily insane and reclaim the property. Though buyers could sue to recoup their cash, the laws often act against them and the property itself remains with the seller. As a result, a certificate of sanity from all parties has become a buyer's tool that you must have. Okay, somebody's cell phone is going off and I don't know who it is. Um, (laughs) So you have to have the certificate of sanity uh, from all parties. It's because you can't have you can't you don't want to you want to combat fraud that often uses claims of temporary insanity to steal money. So, I mean, doesn't happen here. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's really for sure. <laughs> so, before I get into my topics, and um, again, Lynn should be here soon. I just, again, quick overview of 2019. Mortgage rates will continue to rise. Yeah. How much? I don't know, but right now they're cheaper than they were. Yeah. I think, Ace, you want to tell everybody about that. I mean, yeah, I think with the volatility of the stock market, um, there's still, um, you know, a little bit of, although the economy is doing really well, you know, again, rates are always correlated to the 10 year yield. And right now, the, the, the main thing to really focus in on is that rates are at an all time low. Um, it's back down to four and a quarter. Uh, rates will go up this year, but I don't foresee it going up by more than half of a percentage. Um, so we still have some time. And like Dottie was saying before, right now is the ideal time to buy because it is a buyer's market. So it is. If you're thinking about buying, you better jump in now. You'll, you'll get some really good deals out there. So Millennials will keep on buying. Yep. Home prices will grow, but slow. You yeah. know, you're not going to get rich in a day. Um, buyers will, might see a little less competition other than the first-time buyers. And New York rent hikes will continue. Okay, so that's kind of what we see in 2019. Now, mortgages, what do you think? You know, I, I think mortgages will continue to um, be something that's relevant. Um, I think um, people are starting to really... Uh, focus on payment and affordability. And as prices start to correct itself, I think a lot of sellers will, will definitely want 
uh, the buyers to to feel comfortable with their payments going forward. And right. I think you know it's it's really about educating yourself, um, especially for millennials, know, knowing that there are products that are required for less down payment than what was expected two three years ago. If you're looking for a, a jumbo mortgage, which is anything over four seventeen, you used to have a requirement of 20% down. Now you can put as little as 5% down. So there's a lot of products out there um, that you just need to educate yourself about. You know? That's so true. Now, Ace, we always yeah. talk about what to do to get a mortgage. Yes. Okay. I want to just talk about some reasons you won't get a mortgage so you don't <laughs> do that. Okay. So, what about switching from an employee to a self-employed position? Yes, that's a no-no. You do not want to do that while you're in the process or um, if you, because you need to have at least two years of employment history. Now, if you change to a self-employed, um, if you change to just self-employment, then you need to have at least two years and you don't want to do that within the time frame that you're looking for a mortgage. So these are things if you're planning to buy and you need to get a mortgage, you shouldn't be doing. Nope. Um, failing to balance your checkbook, uh, you might say, well, you know, I just forgot to pay the check. I, you know, I, I, the overdraft fees, it was a nuisance and I was away. I just, it just didn't do it. That affects your credit. But your lender might think that you're financially irresponsible. Yes. <laughs> so those of you, and I, I remember it used to happen to me. Sometimes I would just get busy and forget to pay a bill or two and then it could be late. So you can't. If you if you you want that credit to be as the best it can be, that'll get you a good rate. Mm-hmm. Now, how about applying for new credit and opening accounts during the loan process when you're getting the mortgage? The last thing you want to do is go out and open up a credit card or go buy that car for your wife for Christmas <laughs> right before you buy right before you buy a home. So, just be aware of any new accounts being open and definitely do not max out your credit cards. Right, so if you have a five thousand limit. You know, just make sure that you use right around 30% of that limit. So, Now, I was reading, I don't know if this is I didn't realize this, but it said that transferring like a 9,000 credit card, do, like if say you had $9,000 on a credit card balance that you're paying a lot of interest on to a new 0% mm-hmm. one will lower your payments and help you qualify for a loan. And they said no. Yeah. And I thought, well, why not? <laughs> I mean, because it's still a revolving debt. You still see it on your credit report, right? So, um, you know, it's although it's zero percent interest for a certain time period. After that, after that is after that expires, you're still you're still, you know, obligated to pay. Yeah. So. And then sometimes you have small bills, like you know, an insurance bill or a bill, and you say, "Oh, it's only thirty dollars," and I close that credit card, and you forget to pay it, yeah. or you don't even pay it. That's that's dangerous. Okay. I. And you think it's nothing because it's like $30 and it's, you know, uh, as as they said, that's dangerous. Even $20 is dangerous, yeah. right? I mean, you don't want to have anything that shows any bad credit. Um, and, of course, I think you need us to know uh, you should file tax returns. <laughs> that's a must, guys. So if you're a listener, please file your tax returns. If you're self-employed and, and you need an extension, that's fine. You know, the banks will take an audited P&L, um, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, so those are things that you really need to think about when you're getting a mortgage. Yeah. And you really need to – so you should see ACE and the people at Citizens Bank before. 
time time is your friend in this case you know you want to prepare yourself you want to make sure you have you allow yourself enough time if there was that payment that you missed that you have time to correct it and as long as you have time um, you know you should put yourself in the best position possible absolutely um, so someone had asked me um, daddy what what are um, things that New York City landlords are required to provide uh, what do they have to, like by law? And um, so I kind of looked up everything. And uh, basically, they're required, to hire, they're required to give you heat and hot and cold water. That's the requirement. Um, they're, they're required to put a smoke and carbon monoxide detectors and a fire safety in the building. Um, they're required... To have a pest-free. Now, people don't know this. They're required to have pest-free properties. So if you have infestations in the building you live in, mm. um, that you can require them to fix that, and you should. I mean, I, I, don't, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't either. No. I remember when I first moved to New York City, and uh, I thought I was seeing things. I saw, I don't know, a mouse, or I don't know what the hell it was. I went crazy. I started to scream, and then... I called up, and they said, welcome to New York. Yeah. I said, Get, I'm getting out of here. I can't stay here. I went and stayed at a girlfriend's house. <laughs> okay, so they, they're, they're, they're required to do that. It's everything had the, have the, should be lead-free. Uh, they're required to have lead-free paint. Uh, the walls are supposed to be painted. Um, you should have window guards. I mean, it's, you know, on all windows, that's required so that nobody can jump or a small child can't by accident fall out. You should have a, lo- a door that locks. They're required to give you a door that locks, and they're required to have you uh, in the door a peephole. This is in New York City so that you can see. Uh, they are required to have the mail service delivered to the building somewhere that you can get, and continuous amenities. Um, for rent-stabilized tenants, if certain amenities were provided when you moved in, they must continue They must continue to provide them. If mm. they were given to you when you moved in, then they must continue to uh, be provided. If they break down or removed, you might qualify for a rent credit or a rent freeze. So those are the 10 things that are required. They're not required, okay, because I've had some, so many emails on this. They're not required to give you a microwave oven or a dishwasher. They're not required to give you an air conditioner or central air. They're not refer- actually they're not even required to be- give you a refrigerator or a stove. I thought they were required to give you a stove, but I when I really looked it up, they weren't. My tenants ask me for a new microwave all the time, Dottie. Yeah, well, I bet she did. Windows. Well, if you have a new, you see, if you ha- to me, if you have a good tenant. A good turn is worth a lot. Yeah. So, you know, microwave's not the most expensive thing. Nope. Um, they're, you know, they, they're not provo- – they don't have to give you screens on your windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to give you shades or any of – that's, you know, cosmetic and that's you have to do. I mean, they might do it, okay, but they don't have to do it. Of course, they don't have to give you light bulbs, <laughs> which was somebody asked. And – uh they don't have to give you closets. Uh, so, I, you know, you, you kind of look at the apartment, look at the price, look at the location. Uh, 
if you can get to meet the landlord or whoever manages the building, I think it's always helpful because it's always good to have a good rapport with who's ever running the building. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, though, the rental, you know, I think that, you know, it's probably, in a way, in New York City, easier, I think. Well, let me put it this way. There's pros and cons. In a building, you've got a million tenants, and there might be some ones that are paying the neck, and you really are never going to know. And if you have a great tenant, and then they move out, it could be someone who hates music and yells. But if you live in a two-family home, and let's say in the suburbs, and you rent, and you get a beautiful apartment in a nice suburban two-family home, let me tell you, you better be very certain that you get along with the landlord because that landlord is going to know everything you do at every minute you do it if they live in the house. Okay, and I, so if you're buying, like, a, if you're renting a two-family home where the landlord lives in the house, Ooh. I would say to you, it's not that it's bad, it's just that you better kind of spend some time with the landlord to make sure that you think you'll get along with them yeah. because they're going to be there every day. Um, so I... I would I would advise you to make sure you do that. Okay. We talked about what's in, what cities, what we think is going to happen in 2019. And uh, I want to give you some design trends that are Ooh. key for 2019. Now, this one was around for a long time. Black and white kitchen. Now, I always tell people, when you're doing a kitchen, don't do it royal blue, okay, (laughs) even if you love the color. You really spend a lot of money to redo a kitchen. You want to kind of make it neutral. So white is easy. A lot of people do wood. But in 2019, black and white is big. Um, Zillow calls them tuxedo kitchens. I mean, you can't go wrong with black and white, right? So No. It's one of the top trends. Um... And it's not going to go away soon. It's a cliche to say black is black back. But it's always classic. It's always popular, as H just said. Uh, Okay, I have a minute, and then you're going to have to wait. Lynn will be on. I'll finish this. It's going to be a cliffhanger. Blended spaces. Well, everyone's opening up rooms. People like to entertain. They want a free flow. So connecting indoor and outdoor spaces. I just did that in one of my houses. I... Open all the doors that go outside so that they open up to, so the outside and inside space comes mm-hmm. one. Um, so opening that up, large glass sliding doors, okay? A pop of color, like, you know, very neutral with a pop of color. And the color is, is Living Cora, C-O-R-A, is the pop color just for a hint. Not, don't paint your house the whole color, Okay. Um, blues, greens, and pastels are also getting traction as accent colors. I have 10 seconds. <laughs> Farmhouse chic and exterior. exterior. And using smart home technology. We'll be back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.